welcome to Writing the Coast. I'm your host, Megan Cole, and Writing the Coast is the official podcast of the BC and Yukon Book Prizes. On Writing the Coast, you'll hear conversations with the winners and finalists of the annual BC and Yukon Book Prizes, as well as interviews with book lovers from across the province and territory. My guest for this episode is a book person. She has spent decades working as a bookseller and is a familiar face at many literary events around Vancouver and the Lower Mainland. Here she is to introduce herself. My name is Marianne Yazedjian. I am the Special Projects Manager for Book Warehouse and Black Bond Books. We are a locally owned independent family of bookstores in the Lower Mainland. We have uh, seven locations now, including uh, Hager Books in Carisdale. In my conversation with Marianne, we talk about the books that made her fall in love with reading and how Amazon devalues books. Here's my conversation with Marianne. So my first question is an icebreaker question. It is possibly the hardest question I ask, and I apologize in advance, but if you've uh, listened to episodes, you maybe are a bit more prepared. And it is, if you could read only one book or watch only one TV show for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Oh, I know. It's just, it's the worst question. Yeah. (laughs) But like also the best question, but you know, it's like being asked to say, what are your top five favorite books of all time? Exactly. 50 and then narrow it down from there. Oh my gosh. So hard. Just one book. Ooh. One of my favorite books of all time that I feel like I could read again and again and, and never, you know, always learn something new, never get bored from is uh, David Mitchell's The Thousand Autumns of Jacob Dezout. It's just, it's a huge book. It's all encompassing and wonderful. And I just, I love his book so much. And that's my favorite of his. I feel like I'm building my own kind of reading list based off of everyone's suggestions, which has been really fun. So you mentioned that you work with uh, Book Warehouse and Black Bond Books. Have you always been a book person? Always. Yes. Um, I did a degree in English Lit approximately 1 million years ago at SFU. And then, yeah, I worked at uh, one of the chapters stores when it first opened at Broadway and Granville in 98. Uh, I worked as a publisher's assistant. I worked as an office manager for another small publisher. Uh, I worked at Blackberry Books on Granville Island for about 10 years. And then I've been with Black Bond and Book Warehouse uh, for just over 10 years now. Was there a book that kind of made you fall in love with reading when you were a kid? Ooh, I... Yes, I remember. I remember reading a lot as a kid. I still have a few of the books that I read as a kid that I absolutely love. Like, I just remember reading uh, Richard Scarry books whenever we had them at my grandparents' house. And so whenever we went to my grandparents' house, we got to read Richard Scarry books and we loved those. Uh, And yeah, there's lots from my childhood that it's so funny when you're in the store and then you see them again the ones that you you know haven't seen in years and years since your childhood and you just get this like incredible flashback of how the book made you feel when you were a kid and I just like every time I see like Harold and the Purple Crayon I just have this like wonderful feeling of you know following the lines along the page and just just loving it. There's one that I like I've all I've been looking for since I for for years now and it's become one of those things where I almost wonder if I imagined it but it's and you might know it because you're a book person but it was the Jolly Postman and it had these like you could like pull the letters out I loved that book when I was a kid 
still exists. We still get requests for it every Christmas. So we tend to carry it around Christmas time. Um, yeah, I had never heard of that one actually until I was working in bookstores, but yeah, it's a gorgeous little book. Yeah. Yeah. And the stinky cheese man is one that I always remember too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's so many great kids books. And even now, like the kids books being published now are just amazing. The The quality of illustrations and writing is, is fantastic. I read tons of kids books. I know they're beautiful. They're just like, I, I get all the ones that are shortlisted and I always kind of give a few to my nieces and nephews, but I have a hard time giving up. Like, you know, I, I kept time as a flower because I was like, nope, this one. And I love Julie Morrishead. So, uh, yeah, it, it, they're just beautiful, beautiful books and children's books have always been like that, but, um, it feels, yeah, they're like extra special now or something. Yeah, yeah. I agree. What are you reading these days? What am I reading these days? Um, I just finished a couple of fantastic books. Uh, Janie Chang has a new book coming out in February, The Porcelain Moon. And uh, she's, you're familiar with her. She's a local author. Uh, this is her fourth novel. I've read her three previous ones and love them. And I got a pre-pub of this one. I just finished that and it's fantastic. I love her historical fiction. She uh, always picks um, something in her, her family's history, something in their past and then writes a fictional novel around it. It's just so beautifully written. You you feel like you're there with the characters. And I just, I love everything she's written. I'm looking forward to that. How do you, how do you make your to-read list? Are, are you someone who has a to-read list or is it kind of a mood-based thing? Mm. No, it's a giant pile <laughs> of books. Because uh, I'm, I'm strictly, strictly a paper book person. Uh, I don't like reading online. I, I stare at a screen enough. I don't want to read my books like that. Uh, it's it's so ridiculous. And you probably have the same problem. You know, you hear about upcoming books coming out. So you you try to get those right away. And then you see something on the shelf. And so you have to grab that. And then, you know, we're I'm really lucky in the book industry that we get our, you know, pre-pubs and advanced reading copies. And, you know, uh, it, it's just ridiculous. Like just the other day, uh, I got an advanced copy of Isabel Allende's new novel. It's not coming out until June. But I was like, well, I have to read this immediately because I love her so much. <laughs> so it's it's ridiculous, you know, and then you think about well, what about all the books that came out in the past few years that I meant to read and never got onto those. And so, yeah, it's it's a giant pile of books. And it really it's it's an excellent problem to have because, you know, you're not always in the mood to read a certain thing. So you pick up what what you feel like. So, yeah, it's it's a wonderful problem to have way too many books to read. Absolutely. Yes, I have a similar problem. I don't even know. I don't have a list. I just similarly probably just have a mountain of books that I have not read. And then I go, I'm like, what do I feel like reading from the pile? Yeah. Uh I've been thinking a lot about uh, like the transformative nature of books and and books are very unique in the way they can transform us and transport us. Uh, is there a book that comes to mind for you as being particularly transformative in your life? Ooh, so many, so many. Oh, oh, again, it's so hard to narrow it down to one book like that. I would say, and it's not just because I've got this dog leaning on me right now. Um, uh, Andrea Alexis's uh, group of books. Um, I read 15 Dogs first. Uh, even though it wasn't the first one in this, this it's called a quinunx. I really 
don't like saying that word and I'm probably saying it wrong. But yeah, I read 15 Dogs after it won the Giller Prize and it it just, it, it blew my mind. It was so amazingly written, so creative. I haven't read a book that so well, uh, like, gets in the mind of dogs. I, I just, I can't say enough about it. It was just one of the most outstanding books I've ever read. And I just, I still think about it to this day. And I've read it, you know, I read it so many years ago. And then I promptly went back and read uh, Pastoral, the first one in that uh, group of books. And then, you know, read the other ones as they came out. And they were just all so fantastic. Starts tying each of the books in together by the time you get to the fifth one. And it just, yeah, I think 15 Dogs just changed the way I looked at the way writers can write I guess it was it was just that amazing yeah are you a person who rereads books no 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 I wish I wish I had time because there's some books that I would love to go back to but uh no I just I don't feel like I have time there's just not enough time to read everything yeah are you a keeper of books or do when you finish a book do you do you give it to a friend or free library or donate it it really depends. I have so many books and I'm still, I'm never sure why, because like you said, I'm not a rereader. I keep books that I get signed, personalized to me. I keep those. Uh, but no, the my favorite thing is to finish a book that I've loved and then immediately hand it to somebody else. Mm. I love, I love that we can share like that and then we get to talk about the book. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it's a it's a hard line for me. Like I love having books around, but I then at the same point do love sharing them with people. So I'm always dancing the line between how many books to keep because I don't have endless shelf space for my books and uh, how many to give away. Exactly. And I love like just revisiting my bookshelves and being like, oh, I remember how this one made me feel. Oh, I remember that one. And then I love it when I come across something and think, oh, I was just telling somebody about this one. Great, I'm going to grab it and give it to them next time I see them. Um, yeah. But I do need to, I do need to, I call regularly. I do need to get better about that, though. Yeah. Because I write nonfiction, I often keep books because I'm always afraid that if I give one away and I need to, like, quote it in something, I'm like, I'll wish that I still had it on the shelf. And I've had a few times where I've had to go find a library copy and hunt down the quote. And I'm like, it would have just been easier to keep it. But then... You can't keep them all just in case. Mm -hmm. it's just That's exactly it. Just in case. Yeah. Just in case I need to read it again. Just in case I need to reference it. Just in case I need to lend it out. That's that's my that's my reason too. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about your journey as a book person, um, but could you talk uh, a little bit about your journey to becoming involved uh, as a bookseller and working with independent bookstores? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, I started my first bookstore job was at uh, a Chapters, and uh, I was there for two years, and it was uh, it was an experience. And I, you know, there's nothing like overtly negative about it or anything like that. It's just uh, it made me aware that I didn't really ever want to work for a large corporation ever again. Um, just you know, you you know, with, you know the difference between independent bookstores and big box bookstores. Um, and this was when I worked for them, and they were genuinely a bookstore. It was entirely books and, and magazines and CDs. It wasn't like it is now a lifestyle store that has, you know, a small selection of books. So, so it was a great bookstore experience, but not a great, you know, working for a big corporation experience. After that, I, I only wanted to work for small business or independent business. And uh, yeah, and then, you know, I started working at Blackberry Books. I couldn't even tell you what year it was in. Feels like a million years ago. 
and it just that that's when I realized that's what my passion is because you just get to connect individually with people you get your regulars you get you know you get to know people you know your customers you're a good uh solid core staff of people working together you become close friends family with them and you get to make decisions and do things whereas working in larger big box sort of stores you don't get to make decisions about anything you just go to work do your job and get out so that's what I love about working for a small business yeah I was going to ask you uh, what you love most about your job, but maybe you've just answered it. Um, but if there's anything in particular you love about the work you're doing now that you want to talk about. I mean, I just, I love everything to do with books. So yeah, it's hard to narrow it down. When I was managing a store, uh, like when I was managing our Main Street Book Warehouse, uh, yeah, like I said, my favorite thing was connecting with the customers and getting to know them. And, you know, they will recommend books to me as well. Like so many books I've learned about, read and loved was because, you know, a customer that I'd been working with who was reading my recommendations finally said to me, okay, now I know that what you read, you have to read this book. Perfect. I pick it up and read it. Love it. Yeah. So I love that aspect of it. Um, the role I'm in now uh, as the special projects manager, I'm more, uh, I'm in stores sometimes, but not all the time. So I'm doing more behind the scenes, uh, organizing events, uh, connecting with media, uh, school liaising, things like that. And that's been really uh, fun and interesting for me as well. Because again, I love doing outreach to people and I love connecting with schools and helping them build lists and build their libraries um, you know, I love doing things like this and talking about books. And, you know, I do a, a really short monthly radio show on CKNW with Jill Bennett. And that's always really fun because I get to talk about the recent books that I've read and new and up, upcoming and exciting books. And yeah, generally, I just like talking about books all the time. It's pretty much the best job is to be able to talk <laughs> about books all the time. Yeah. And uh, I mean, one of the special projects I've seen you do, and I, I walked into the bookstore at Vancouver Writers Fest and saw you there. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about some of the projects that you've been involved in and maybe what you're working on? Mm -hmm. I mean, Writers Fest was so much fun. So that was last year was the first year that we became the official bookseller for Vancouver Writers Fest. Um and we were just so excited to take the project on. You know, it, it was a huge learning curve for us and really interesting. Um, we've managed the bookstore at the TED conference for quite a few years. Obviously, we did last year, obviously not pandemic years. Um, so we've got experience in setting up a, essentially a pop-up bookstore for a short period of time, you know, seven days and uh, managing that. It's, it's, a, it's a challenge. It's a lot of work. You have to essentially order in the quantity of books for an entire bookstore, uh, build it up, make it look nice, figure out where everything's going to go, and then deal with, uh, you know, events going on every day, authors in and out, everything going on. So it was a challenge, but it was so much fun. We had, uh, you know, Vancouver Writers Fest is so great to work with. Uh, their volunteers were fantastic. And the people, you know, this was the first year fully back after the pandemic last year, they did a uh, sort of a hybrid, you know, online and in-person events. But this was the first year fully back in person. So people were so excited to be there and they were so excited that they've got to see an author and meet the author and then get a signed book from the bookstore. So it was, yeah, it was a really great experience. Yeah, it was, I, I needed like a 
two-day nap afterwards because I don't think I it's been a few years since I've been to Writers Fest and it was just so wonderful to see so many people and especially so many people because of the nature of my job and I started it during the pandemic I actually hadn't never met most people in real life so it was a lot of like introducing myself and being like oh if I put your face in a computer screen I have met you but yeah it was a lot of fun to be around the community again in that way very true because I just feel like readers and book lovers just form such a great community and we have such a great literary community here in Vancouver and you know even if we don't all know each other personally we all sort of know who each other is and you know I love how many up-and-coming writers there are in Vancouver so you know, the, the last few years over the pandemic were really, you know, they were fine for the bookstores, like customers really came out and supported us and supported independent, independent businesses, which was great. Um, but the sad part was we, we didn't get to see anybody in person for so long. And, you know, we had to stop hosting events for a few years, which was just so sad for us, especially up at the, the Main Street Book Warehouse, because we were hosting events always, you know, constantly there. Um, so yeah, it, it was really weird not to see people in person for a really long time. And so that's one of the things I'm really excited about and working on now is, uh, setting up in-store events again in a, you know, cautious and safe manner. Cause I know we're still in this pandemic and I know a lot of people are still not entirely comfortable attending events in small spaces in person. So we're, uh, we're working on that and figuring it out, but you know, it, it's it's great to be able to support local authors again, because that's one of the things that we love doing. And we love hosting launches and signings and meet and greets and everything like that. And yeah, seeing people in person again has just been wonderful. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the pandemic, but I, I always think it's important to um, acknowledge the huge challenges that independent booksellers are constantly facing and overcoming. And I wondered if you could talk about some of those challenges, but also like the creative ways that you've seen, uh, you know, in the in your stores, how you've worked to overcome them, but also like in the the local bookseller community as a whole. How are people dealing with with these challenges, such as shipping issues and all these rising prices of books because paper is expensive and so on and so forth? Yeah, I mean, first, I do want to reiterate that, like, our customers have been absolutely fantastic. You know, they were before the pandemic, and then during the pandemic, they really came out and supported us, which we we really love. Um, you know, I think the, the one of the biggest problems in the book industry is, you know, that giant Amazon, who, uh, in constantly discounting their books have created this uh, devaluation of books and made people think that a book isn't worth what the price on it is. It has to be, you know, substantially discounted to make it worth it. You know, the same thing about buying books at Costco, for example, they're, you know, it's, it's a terrible selection and you're only doing it because you want the deep discount, whatever it is. That devaluation of books is just, I find incredibly frustrating because you, it's it's so worth it. A, a book is so worth it. And, you know, between 20, 40, even up to $50, we're paying that for a small meal out or, you know, any any other thing. And you just get so much from a book that, um, you know, it, it's a personal pet peeve of mine when people say, oh, that book isn't worth that money. I, like, of course it is. It's a book. It's worth it. Um so yeah, that that is, I think, one of the biggest challenges we face. But again, we get so many customers who come into our stores and say, 
I know that I could buy this online somewhere. It might be a bit cheaper. It might not. I don't care. I'm coming to you and I'm buying it from you because I value you being in the community. And that's what we really love. The other challenges that we faced and are still facing a bit. Yeah. The shipping delays uh, across Canada, the paper shortage and everything. It's, evening out a bit now I want to say it's it's feeling a lot better um there were definitely times where things were taking so long to arrive and reprints were taking so long that it was getting ridiculous but again our customers were completely understanding about it which was really wonderful yeah if any if the pandemic I mean the pandemic taught us a lot of things but I do do think on some level it taught us a bit of patience too with things you know like things happen slowly and that's okay and it does seem like people are more willing to wait for some things than maybe we were before yeah I agree I think it put a lot of things into perspective for us yeah so we're still at the beginning of 2023 although sometimes it feels like the last few weeks have been like six months but um yeah uh what are you looking forward to in the coming year Oh, I, I'm looking forward to, I don't want to say getting back to normal because that's, you know, what what is normal now? What's it going to be? Who knows? But I am looking forward to, uh, like I was saying earlier, arranging a lot more in-store events with authors, seeing people in person, reconnecting with people. There's been, uh, you know, industry events which couldn't take place uh, are taking place again. So we actually get to you know, see each other in person. And, you know, I've seen you at a few events over the last few months and that's been great. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to reading all the books, finding time to read all the books. Yes. If you find time to read all the books, let me know where you found it so I can also find the time to read all the books. Yes, yeah, I'm going to go maroon myself on a desert island somewhere with nothing but my books and some wine and I'll, uh, I'll let you know how it goes. That was Marianne Yuzedjin. Marianne is a special project manager for Book Warehouse and Black Bond Books. If you would like to find out more about the BC and Yukon Book Prizes, visit our website at bcyukonbookprizes.com. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to Writing the Coast.